Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, look, as you probably heard, uh, we are going to change, change directions. Week three of Unwavering is out the window. And so we're, we're going a different direction today. And we're going a different direction in light of the fact that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade on Friday morning. <clears throat> and um, just to get started in this message, what I, what I want to let you know is um, that, um, that it, it's this, that abortion is, is, not, um, is not something that's necessarily completely been dealt with. Um, abortion now will be decided state by state, um, and it, it's going to really, it takes abortion and it puts it into the hands of, uh, of you, the people. It takes it out of the hands of the pre-appointed judges, and it takes the issue of abortion and it puts it into the hands of the elected state representatives, which means basically this, that the future of abortion is back in the hands of you and me, the voter. Uh, it's back in the hands of you and me, the Christ follower, but it's, it's back in the hands of our communities. It's back in the hands of all citizens, those who don't follow the Lord and those who do follow the Lord. And I would just say this, that I think the big, the big win that comes out of this is there's a big win uh, for the Constitution of the United States. And it puts, it puts the power really back into the hands of people. But that means that there is a weight now upon you and a responsibility upon you. Like, look, Roe versus Wade, if I'm not mistaken, it was passed in, like, what? Was it 1973? I was three years old. Not to make some of you feel old. My entire life has been one where I've heard about this issue. And my response that people have told me is this. You can pray or you can pick it. Uh, I, I don't believe in picketing. I think that that is a complete waste of time. And I think that it's really, you might as well take the picket and stick it in the heart of someone else that you're trying to love. Because basically that's what I believe that it does. That's my personal opinion. You might feel different. Please don't email me over that subject. All right? Um, I believe in loving people in Jesus' name. I believe in meeting people like Jesus did, like the woman caught in adultery, meeting her and then loving her right in her situation. I believe that God appoints people to meet with those that are in hurting situations, and many times that's you and me, but if we have the picketing heart, it's sometimes really hard to be trusted. And so now the, the impact of the future has had a reset. There's a reset that took place, and the weight of the issue is back in your hands. <clears throat> and I don't believe that that happened by coincidence. I believe that we're in a situation that we're in right now because of God's church and praying people. I believe praying people have brought this decision now back to uh, the hands of the state and the state elected representatives and back to the voter. I don't believe it happens by accident. I do believe that God is showing grace upon our nation and he's giving us a fresh opportunity. To do what, though? A fresh opportunity to stand for biblical truth. That's number one. Uh, another, a fresh opportunity to know why you believe in the sanctity of life. Do you know why you believe in the sanctity of life? C can you actually defend that? And can you defend that from a biblical view? Not just a world view. Not just from a human view. Can you defend that from a biblical view of life? I want to help you do that. I also believe that God's giving his church an opportunity to be a part of the solution, the solution. So please hear me, hear me loud and clear, right? To be a part of the solution, that means this, to, for the church of Jesus Christ to once again return to its status as the spiritual hospital for the community. And to be a safe place for those who are hurting and emotionally 
you know, caught up in the emotional pain that maybe has been caused by the consequences of a past abortion. Or, let me add this, to, to be a spiritual hospital for those who have lived through sexual encounters, whether they were their choice or they weren't their choice. And the pain that's caused by those sexual encounters, whether it was their choice in a premarital sex situation that has kind of warped their mentality and has uh, corrupted their heart and has really brought a lot of pain you know, to their life and confusion, or it was not their choice through abuse or rape. I believe that the church of Jesus Christ has been given the opportunity to hit the reset button and be the spiritual hospital for the hurting and for the broken, no matter what story they have in their background. And so that means this, there is no judgment from Jeff Baker or from New Life Church. There's no judgment to those who have walked through the pain of abortion in their past. There's no judgment. But here's what we do have. We have compassion. We, we want to we be a support. Um, and we desire to love you right where you are. But we love you so much that we want to help love you to a place of restoration. And watch this. This is who I really am. I'm a guy who wants to help every, every person who's broken and hurting, no matter what it's from. I want to help you back into a joyful and joy-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the kind of church we want to be in this moment and in this time. So let's get back to life. What, what does the Bible actually say about life? And what is it that we believe about life? I want to wrap this up in two key statements. So here's what I want you to do. If you've got a phone, I want you to get your phone out because I want you to snap pictures of these screens. I'm going to go through them so quickly, right? If you've got a pen or a paper, you just write these things down. This is where we are, all right? Uh, we believe <clears throat> that the preborn have value because they're formed by God. That's what we believe. I want you to sit there for a moment and absorb that. That we believe that the preborn have value because they're formed by God, shaped by God. Take a listen to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. How many times did God say he created them? Three times in one verse, by the way. Three times in one verse. And how were they created? They were created in the image of God. That means that in the womb, that baby is being formed by God in the image of God. That's a beautiful, powerful statement, by the way. And that means that there's a lot of value to the preborn. Psalms, uh, Psalms 139, 13 says this, that you made all of the de delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is what? Marvelous. This is who God is. God is the one knitting together in our mother's womb. He's the one who's made us wonderfully complex. Right Where even science itself in the medical industry doesn't have all the answers. That's how wonderfully complex you are. And you are the workmanship of God. And it's marvelous. Guys, that's why we believe, first and foremost, that there is value for the preborn because the preborn is being formed by God, knitted together by God, in the image of God, his workmanship, his hands are at work. On, on that fetus, his hands are at work on that infant that's being formed in that womb. And I praise the Lord for that. Yes. Secondly, we believe that the preborn are known by God and are given a purpose from God. Yes. Okay, Th these are not statements I drug off the internet someplace. These are things that when I look at God's word, this is what I see very clearly. 
So we believe that the preborn are known by God and are given a purpose from God. That, that takes the value of a preborn and then increases it even more than what I talked about the first time. Known by God and given a purpose from God? I mean, listen, listen to this. I got four verses I want to share with you. Luke 1, 15, talking about Jesus. He, be, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit when? Even before his birth. Now look, I, I get it. Like, it's Jesus. And you might be going, hey, look, man, like, I'm not Jesus. I get it. Jesus was fully man. He's fully God. But God is even saying here in the womb, he was filling him with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He knew him and he had a purpose for him. So let's now, let's now take it out of Jesus like, and let's, let's bring it to you and me. I want you to listen to what the pregnant mother of John the Baptist uh, said when Mary, who was pregnant with Jesus, came to visit her. In Luke 1, 41, it says, uh, it says this. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child did what? Leaped within her, and Elizabeth was what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. I just think this is awesome. So here, here's two pregnant ladies, okay? Um, and so there's, there's, there's a lot of emotion going on right there already, all right? And then, and then Mary comes into the room, and... John the Baptist leaps on the inside because John the Baptist, as a baby in the womb, recognizes that Jesus, who is also in the womb, just walked into the room. Right? It was from one womb to the other in the room. You're, getting, you're picking it up, right? You see what I'm saying here? Like the power, the power of Jesus in the womb was already at work in humanity to the point where the baby of Elizabeth leaps and Elizabeth herself is filled with the Holy Spirit. I would say this, that's being known by God in the womb and given a purpose from God even while you're in the womb. So let me give you a couple more. Isaiah, this is what Isaiah said about him. The prophet Isaiah said about himself, Isaiah 49 verse 1, it says that the Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, he called me by name. The prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, called by God. Even the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15, said this. But even before I was born, God chose me and he called me by his marvelous grace. I would just say this to you guys. You were known by God in the womb. And you'd be given a purpose from God while you were in that womb. God knew what he was designing. He knew what he was creating. He knew the gifts he was putting in you. He knew the values that he was putting in you. He knew, he knew the strengths. He knew the weaknesses. He knew it all. And he was designing you for a purpose even while you were in the womb. I don't know about you, but that is a powerful concept to wrap your head and your heart around. Amen? Right. So that's why we believe that life is precious. And that's why we believe that God gives it. So the Supreme Court decision on Friday should have stirred two key questions inside of your heart. Number one, it should have stirred this. How am I actively on God's side protecting the preborn? That's the first question. How are you actively on God's side? Not a politician's side, not a political party's side, right? How are you on God's side protecting what he puts value on and what he's forming and what he knows and what he's giving purpose to in the womb? How are you on God's side? Right? Actively on God's side, protecting the preborn. The second question you, you should be asking yourself is this How am I actively on God's side, ministering to those living with the guilt and the shame and emotional pain that's been caused by abortion in their life? 
for both the, the woman and for the man? How are you actively, actively on God's side ministering to those who are hurting and in pain and going through that kind of emotional stress on the inside? Well, to help you answer these two questions, uh, I invited Gay Tillotson um, to come and be with me. Gay is the executive director of Collage. Uh, we just saw the video uh, a minute ago. Collage has centers in Kearney and in Grand Island. And so we support Collage through Kingdom Builders. And I would just invite you to welcome with me Gay Tillotson to the stage here at New Life. Would you do that? Welcome, Gay. Thanks so much, Pastor. Yeah, glad to have Golly, you. It is a joy to be here, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, we're glad you're here, by the way. Thank you. Um, you know, people, people at our church maybe saw my video and said, uh, you know, what is the world's pastor doing? He's calling it Audible. <laughs> and, um, it, and we're getting this video on Saturday. And so behind the scenes, the Audible was called Friday morning. Yep. And then Friday afternoon, shortly after lunch, I called you, right? And I didn't yep. even have your number in my phone. I had to hunt your number down. You gave the permission to somebody for me to have your number and then to call you, which thank you for trusting me with your cell phone Absolutely. number. Absolutely. And by the way, if you'd like to have that number, it's three. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm trustworthy. I, you don't, don't worry. I won't give your number out. I promise. Only okay? if they're tall, dark, and handsome, and single, and funny, and godly. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Only to those guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Got it. Got it. All right. I got a couple in mind. Um, that is hilarious. That's hilarious. So it was at the last minute, and I have a 20 to 30 minute conversation with Gay about uh, what's yeah. happened at the Supreme Court and what's going on. And man, you just shared so many great things. At the end of that, I said, Gay, what if I. What if I change directions? Would you join me and help me yeah. to communicate this? And you said yes. And yeah. so I thank you for that. So we support Collage. With, there's volunteers. There's yep. people at our church that even work with you um, financially through Kingdom Builders. Uh, we also support the Women's Resource Center in North yeah. Platte. That is very similar, yep. right, in mission. And so we're, we're a part in two different communities. And you told me even about in Ogallala that yep. there is a, there's a center similar to what you do. Absolutely. And so we're going to be looking at how can we team up with them as well. So Absolutely. thank you for that lead. So look, in, in light of our time, in light of the fact we already showed this video that really kind of yeah. gave everybody a kind of a snapshot of the mission. Let, let's get straight to the topic at hand, Absolutely. okay? In light of what the Supreme Court decision uh, happened on Friday, what does this mean now for ministries like Collage? And then also speak to it from Nebraska. What does it mean for Nebraska in light yeah. of the Supreme Court decision on Friday? Those are great questions. As far as the mission of Collage, um, it's not going to change much, if any, because unexpected pregnancies are still going to occur. There are still going to be women who find themselves facing fears of the unknown and really um, tempted to make a decision out of even greater desperation. And so we're still going to continue to be a safe place. We're still going to provide community-funded medical services that you guys help provide at no cost to all those who come to us. And we are still going to love God first and foremost and love our neighbor as ourselves. And that's our strategy at Collage. Because we know, Jeff, that until a woman understands her own value and worth, she is not going to be able to understand the value and worth of her children, mm. whether born yeah. or unborn. Yeah. 
And you know, sometimes women come to us and to centers like in North Platte and Ogallala, and they fully intend to parent. They just need somebody to talk things through with. Yeah. But there is a much larger group of women that come to us who feel like ending their pregnancy is absolutely an option for them. And that is who collage exists for and who collage will always exist for. And I want you to know that with your help, over the last few years, almost 93% of the women who come to collage who felt like ending their pregnancy was an option for them, 93% have chosen to carry to term. Wow. 93%. Wow. So, yes, thank you, God. Yeah. As far as the state of Nebraska, um, until any additional legislation is passed, um, a pregnancy can still be ended up until 20 weeks um, through a surgical procedure here in our state or actually through the entire 40-week gestational period in our neighboring state of Colorado. Um, currently, a woman in Nebraska can still go to, a, to, go to a clinic to obtain pills that would end her pregnancy up to 11 weeks of gestation, or she can go online and order them. Mm. Like the gal who contacted us, she had had a telehealth appointment with a health professional in Australia, and he proceeded to send her pills from India that would end her pregnancy. And it's important to note that these chemical abortions back in 2020 um, made up 54% of the abortions in the United States. And in Nebraska in 2020, it was 70%. Wow. Were by the pill, not by wow. a surgical. So um, things are going to remain the same yeah. until, yes. Yeah. Um, what, that's very insightful, and I, I think that many of us have little knowledge about the, the chemical and yeah. pill concept of abortion, yeah. and then those women taking this, not even knowing really what they're taking, Absolutely. right? And then they end up in emergency rooms, and Absolutely. Uh, even in here in Kearney, Nebraska, and we've Absolutely. heard even from some of our own physicians that attend this church uh, about some of those stories. Yep. Gay, let's... Let's switch gears just for a second. What do you sense God's saying to our nation and to his church through this Supreme Court decision? Yeah. That's a big question. It right? is. I know. Like, you're going to speak for God. Will you do that for I us? I know. I like, know. What, what do you, but what do you, this from yeah, you, right? Yeah. What do you sense? Just as I, I pondered that, I just I really feel like he's saying that now is the time to love the way that he has loved all throughout scripture mm. um, we need there is definitely a way to stand on biblical truth and still be compassionate the way Jesus was mm. all we have to do is look at the woman at the well the way Jesus engaged with her yep. or the woman caught in adultery yep. or even in the Old Testament the way in Hosea that God loved an unfaithful nation. Mm. Um, in fact, I watched the movie um, based on Francine Rivers' book, Redeeming Love. I watched that the other night, and I would highly recommend it to you. It is such a beautiful picture of 
truly the redeeming of love of God for all of us who continually stray from him. Mm. And I think too, even the chosen, how Jesus, how it portrays Jesus reaching out to, the, to Mary when she is unfaithful, that's the way we are to model, I believe, what God is saying to us, that we need to model his love and to love the way that he does. Yeah. Um, and I think combined with that, I think he's saying, um, it's not an original thought, but don't war the way <laughs> according to the world or according to yeah. the flesh, right. but to war according to the, the tools that he gives us, the spiritual armor that he gives us in prayer, because that is the way that um, strongholds will be demolished. Wow, so. yeah, yeah. And so th those are, a lot of those things are even specific to us Absolutely. as the Christ follower when mm -hmm. it comes to the sanctity of life, Yeah. right? I mean, you gave us a, you gave us a list of things there, um, of things that we can do, things that we can participate in. Yeah. Can, can you like maybe just like in a, quick summary, maybe just say, look, as a Christ follower, one of the best things are, here's the best one or two things that you could be doing in this moment when it comes to advocating for the sanctity of life. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I don't know wh where I heard you say it, but I, I heard you say that um, you felt like God has extended mercy and yes. grace yep. to our nation as a result of this reversal. And I think that now we need to extend, as a church, extend that grace and mercy to others, and particularly those who need it most. Um, we need to be focused on creating an environment where women don't feel like they have to end their pregnancies. We, um, we need to create a community and a church and a society where abortion isn't just illegal, but it's unthinkable. Mm. So as parents um, or grandparents or foster parents or aunts or uncles, we need to kind of create the environment that says to those that we care for, you know what, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, I will always be here for you. You don't have to be afraid to come and tell me that you're pregnant. A perfect example of that is Paul and Julie Pack. They're here with us this morning. And their daughter came to Collage when she was in college facing an unexpected pregnancy. Mm. Julie's a nurse, was a nurse at Richard Young at the time. Paul's a youth pastor. Perfect scenario of a young gal feeling like, oh my gosh, my parents are gonna kill me. <laughs> right. It right. was incredibly difficult for them, but they chose to love their daughter and to create the kind of environment where she did feel safe in coming to them. And uh, they ended up, um, not only are, is her daughter and the father of the child married, beautiful baby boy, um, but Julie is now our center director and our nurse manager at Collage. So okay. big, big score there. You go. there. Yeah. So I think, too, um, another story that I just want to share, if I can, is, um, again, emphasizes the point of being safe people, of being the kind of people that are always saying, I'm always going to be here for you. In short, God put me in the chair of a gal who was doing a pedicure for me in, in Omaha, of all places, several years ago. As we got to know each other, she said her daughter was in school at UNK. And she said, my biggest fear is that if something happens, she won't feel safe in coming to me. 
And I reiterated over and over and over, just keep telling her, you're always going to be here for her. You're always going to be. You don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Very next working day, we got a call from that young lady. And in short, her mom did not know that she was in our center. Her mom did not know that she was indeed facing an unexpected pregnancy. And this young girl by the name of Sunny, she's given us permission to share her story, um, had to go home to tell her mom that she's pregnant. She couldn't find the words, couldn't find the words, couldn't find the words. All of a sudden, her mom said, oh, I keep forgetting to tell you. I met this lady named Gay this weekend, and she works at this center in Kearney. And, you know, if you ever need to talk to somebody, I want you to be able to go and talk to her. And she said, well, Mom, I already have Mm. because I'm pregnant. Long story short, Sunny was um, diagnosed with a pregnancy that was not expected. The baby was not expected to live outside of the womb. Physicians and doctors, everyone in her life was telling her to end her pregnancy. But Sunny said, no, whatever length of time I have with my child, I want God Mm. to make that decision, not me. Sunny came into our center months later, and she had a photo album, and it contained pictures of the five hours she had with their son. And I asked her, I said, Sunny, do you have any regrets about making the decision? And she said, absolutely not. I wouldn't trade those five hours for anything. All because her mom was and her dad were safe people to come to. So, um, that's powerful. Yeah, that, pretty that is cool. super powerful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that's the power of a loving, godly mom and dad. Yep. All right. And they partnered with you. Yep. They partnered with Collage as well. Yep. So, how in the world? Like, I believe that God's given us a fresh start here. Yeah. Uh, and for his church to engage, because, like I yeah. talked about early, um, it's no longer this decision in the hands of judges that we don't have any say. Now these issues are back in the hands of the average, um, you know, citizen. So how in the world, if God's given us a fresh start, how can we better partner with ministries like Collage um, in our different communities? Yeah. What can we do? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good. And, and I, I think one of the things that you can do to partner with us is to be mindful of the words that you share um, with people. Because we all know, I mean, I, Friday afternoon, Pastor, what I saw on social media just made my heart break. Mm. There's so much power in our words. So, but if we can join together to speak words that build bridges instead of walls, our community is going to be so much better off. I Good. remember what Beth Moore said one time. She said, don't argue with a Pharisee. Don't be focused on winning an argument, but be focused on the person. We had a banquet speaker one time by the name of Tim Downs. He wrote a book called Finding Common Ground. He Mm. said, you know, I may not be able to lead a person to Christ or change their mind about something, like in a volatile issue like this. But the question to ask is, what can I do to take them one step closer to that? And I think that has to be our focus as an individual, as a church, and as a community, community to be mindful of our words because we come to Christ and we come to repentance, I believe, through our hearts, not through our heads. But so many times, especially with social media, we try to fight 
with our heads and with our, with our words. Yeah. And that's not true. I didn't come to Christ 42 years ago at a weekend of champions for FCA because I understood everything. I came to Christ because in an environment where I felt the love of Jesus Christ and I felt accepted. I didn't have to understand everything. And yeah. I think too often we aim for the head instead of the heart. And I think God wants us as a church to aim for the heart. And I think too, um, I think in that together, praying obviously for wisdom and favor for, for our organizations like Collage and the Women's Resource Clinic. I think that's a huge thing that you can do for us. Um, we can do together. Like Pastor mentioned, we have a couple of individuals within your church family who already volunteer for us. Renee Brodine is a longtime volunteer. And uh, Dr. Abby Richardson is also going to be uh, partnering with us. And so if you're a medical volunteer or a medical person and you would like to volunteer in some way, we would love for you to reach out for us, mm. to us. Um, we want to expand some X STD testing and treatment, and that would be huge. Um, if you're one who can um, relate well with eighth graders, that's not me, but if you can do it <laughs> and if you can talk about sex easily and engage with them, we would love to talk to you about being a speaker in our schools and engaging with kids before they find themselves facing an unexpected pregnancy. And if you're techie, oh my goodness, centers like ours, believe me, we need all the computer help that we can get. That's another great way. And I, you know, Pastor mentioned the other centers and, and I didn't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but God is really, God called us, Collage, to uh, step out even further in faith. And we believe he's calling us to establish a center in Columbus, Nebraska by September of next year. Oh, fantastic. It's fantastic. not what I wanted. It's not at a 58-year-old <laughs> gal. I'm like, I just want to kind of sit back and take it easy. But it's like, no, 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 no. That's not God's heart. And so anything that you can do to help connect us in that area or to get financially into that, um, yeah. to not only get that established in an area where they have nothing like collage, but also to continue the work here in Kearney and Grand Island, um, yeah. We'd greatly appreciate it. Hey, I'll, well, I'll just personally commit right now that through Kingdom Builders, we're going we're gonna to help that happen. Thank you. Right? We're going to help Thank that you. happen. Amen. And uh, we're, we're going to figure out how to increase our support to help make that new Thank center you. in Columbus happen specifically. Thank you. So I just put us all on the line. <laughs> Can I get that in writing? Yes, no, I'll run it right now. But through... <laughs> Through Kingdom Builders, we're going to help make that happen. That's and good. maybe, maybe you just scared one person up out of their seat and they'll help you with eighth graders. Yeah, so that would be awesome. My guess is it's going to be one person. That's just my guess. I have That'd no idea, good. right? Because when you said eighth graders and talk about sex, everybody was like, don't pick me. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you weren't going to you know, come to me like, Pastor, would you want to do that? Because so I'd be like, I'll find somebody. Um, Gay, look, to, to, to wrap up our time, yeah. all right, I want you to model for us a little bit of what you said, actually. You, you talked about how we show love, and this is a moment when, with this reset button. This is an opportunity to show love to our community and engage yeah. in conversations that bring about healing and fullness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my guess is that with multiple campuses and people watching online, there are folks that are out there right now that because of sexual decisions, or maybe the better word is sexual encounters, that there has been pain, confusion, yeah. um, emotional strife, guilt, 
shame, right, that's in their life, that's in their past or whatever, and they're living with that right now. And even as we're talking about these topics, their mind is racing with the memories of these sexual encounters that were either driven by them or desired by them or not desired by them, right? Right. And so, Gay, what would you want to say to those who are listening right now that have had these sexual encounters and it's caused pain and hurt and maybe it's still haunting them even to this day? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I would want to say is you're not alone. You're not alone. Because every single one of us has made decisions that we regret in our lives. But some just have a lot tougher consequences than others. With one in two sexually active adolescents contracting an STD in our country today, and one in four women experiencing the pain of abortion in our country today, you are not alone. And as I said earlier, we are so passionate about sharing the redeeming love of God because we ourselves have been experienced that restoration that only he can bring. So we want to be that safe place for you. We particularly have a ministry for women who have made that choice to end a pregnancy out of desperation, whether one, two, three, four times, doesn't matter, or whether that choice was made for them through parents who just didn't want anybody to know that their daughter was pregnant, so they took her for the abortion. We want you to know that there is freedom and there is forgiveness in Christ and that there's a way to not only mourn your sin that, especially in the church, is hard to talk about, but there's also a way to mourn the loss of the child Mm. that you never have given yourself permission to mourn and to grieve and we want to provide you a way to give dignity and honor to those children through our after abortion support groups and we actually have a weekend coming up this fall in which we will gather together a group of women who have know what that pain is like and have walked through that healing process and are now leading lives that are, are so much different than they ever could have imagined. Yeah. And not only are their lives healed, but their families are strengthened and our communities and our church are being strengthened and they are being the ones to be ministers of reconciliation and God's love. Yeah. So I ask you that if that's you and you've experienced that pain, Don't be afraid to come forward. Don't be afraid to email us confidentially and we'll reach out to you. And there is a way to be free and forgiven from anything that you have walked through. Yeah, that's powerful. And I would want to add um, to that, that look, if you're in Ogallala or you're in North Platte um, and Carney and Grand Island are farther away from you, that we would encourage you to pursue the, the women's resource Absolutely. clinic and center that's out there as well, because they, they have the very same heart. Absolutely. Gay, you've been a blessing to us today. You Thanks, have Pastor. helped us to talk about a very difficult topic yeah. in a very Christ-centered and loving way. Yeah. And I know that 
every single person that heard you speak today is got their heart a little more tender. And with that tender heart, it allows us to try to step into the game. Yeah. Get out of the bleachers, yeah. get onto the field, and play our part. So Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so proud to be partners with you. Us too. Thank okay, you so good. much, Pastor. So to wrap up the message today, what, what can your response be? What can you do? Um, I have a few things I want to give you very quickly. One, love those who are hurting emotionally from past sexual encounters. You, you, everybody knows somebody that's got some level of pain, um, confusion, anger, resentment from uh, premarital sex, from maybe even vir virginity issues, from rape and abuse, and, and even from abortion. And I would encourage you to like, get out of the bleachers, step into the game, love them. Like, you may not have all the answers. You, you just found out you have a partner that does have answers. You have a way to direct people to life. You can walk with them. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not really about you having the answers. It's about you loving people right where they are, right in their pain. Help me make New Life Church that kind of a church. That's the kind of church we want to be for the future. right? We want to be a church that can help uh, bring healing but also help people find joy in the relationship with Jesus once again. Uh, you can give through Kingdom Builders. Like I just said, uh, I just committed us to a little bit more. Um, so you can give through Kingdom Builders and help us support ministries like Collage and others. Um, you can get trained. I think this is a great idea. You can get trained and certified to be a foster family. And look, it might be one of the most proactive things you do concerning the issue of the sanctity of life and abortion is to be a foster family. Think about the impact you can make in a young teenage girl's life. You can be proactive instead of reactive. So think about that. I know it gets messy, I know it's a big decision, but what an impact you could make. You could pray and ask God to protect the preborn in our state. And then lastly, you can vote, right? You can vote. And I would encourage you to get prepared to vote and vote, vote the, the godly conscience that we should all have based on biblical principles. But before you do any of those things, you're going to be interested to hear what I have to say next. Before you do any of those things, you must be born again. You might you go, born again? Like, what in the world? I haven't heard that statement ever in my life. Or the last time I heard that statement was a little kid in church. Born again, what does that mean? Well, it, it's just another way of saying you got to surrender your life to Jesus. Right? Jesus is the one who used the words in John 3, 3. He goes, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And you know what I love about that statement? Was that there was a religious leader who thought he had it all figured out. And he kind of responds back to Jesus and excuse me for the accent that I give the religious leader. Uh, Jesus, how, how can an old man re-enter the womb and be born again? That's ludicrous. I love that statement, by the way. It is somewhat humorous. How can an old man, he goes, enter, re-enter the womb and be born again? And obviously we know Jesus wasn't talking about that. To be born again, Jesus was saying, look, it's a fresh start. It's a new start. Like what God is giving our nation right now, it's like hitting a reset button. God wants to give to your life. Uh, so to be born again, here's what you got to do. You must believe that Jesus is the Lord. You must repent of your sins. Confess your sins to the Lord and invite him to be the Lord and the leader of your life. You'll be saved 
you'll be born again. That's why I encourage every single person to start. Then you can engage in the mission of what's in front of us right now. Hey, today, though, there are some people who have made the decision to be born again, and they're taking the very next step, and they're celebrating water baptism. And at all of our campuses, people are getting baptized in water today. So basically, here's what today is. From the beginning, the preborn to the, the, the newborn, to the spiritually newborn, today at New Life is a celebration of life. And so I want to ask you to stand with me. We're going to pray, and we're going to engage in water baptisms at all of our campuses. Thank you so much for being here at New Life Church today. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now. Lord, we ask that, Lord, what we've heard today would not just be words, but they would be a call to action that what we heard today would be an inspiration to get out of the stands and get into the game. Lord, we've been in a position as a church of primarily, look, look, we've been praying, and some have been serving. But Lord, I believe in this new day that you've given us, that it's, it's, it's a time to in, increase our prayer, but it's definitely a time to increase our serving. And Lord, I just ask that, Lord, you would put us all in the game, that, Lord, you would help us to be part of the solution in this world of loving those who have walked through past pain, who have gone through loss. But Lord, allow us to be the, the protector of the preborn as well. Let, let us be a church like this, Lord. We want to be on your side, actively engaged in protecting the preborn, but actively ministering to those who have walked through some pretty tragic and difficult and uh, tumultuous decisions like abortion and, and other, other things that have come from sexual encounters. And so, Lord, Lord we ask you, Lord, would you give us grace and would you convict our hearts to be on your team so that we could be people and we could be a church that celebrates life, all life, in Jesus' name. And everybody that wants to celebrate life says? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.